Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story. Um, my name is Chelsea. I'm here again with Brian and Allison again today. And we are talking about Proverbs 14 through Proverbs 16. And there's a couple different themes that we kind of pulled out here. What stuck out to you guys? Uh, the first thing I noticed was like pretty early on, it's Proverbs 14, four without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need strong ox for a large harvest. That's actually like that. I feel like that was actually like our anthem here for a bit. <laughs> it was for not, a year. Not that that has like, I don't know that it's not anymore. Um, well, to be, cl- to be like clear things up, we didn't involve the word oxen in it. <laughs> we said no, no mess, no harvest. No mess, no harvest. <laughs> uh, I think the point being, the point being like, if there's going to be a harvest, like there's going to be some mess around it. Yeah. Um, I just only recently realized that the the inverse is true as well. So if there's no harvest, there's oftentimes no mess. What does that mean? Put that in real world, real well, world perspective. So this is actually how this conversation came up. Um, Heather and I were talking about like through COVID, like youth ministry for us was like all online. Like we were just doing like Instagram stuff. Um, and for the leaders, it actually felt like it was like an awesome time. And we realized that it was an awesome time because we weren't actually like dealing with any kind of discipleship issues. Like right. we weren't actually helping students with crisis. Mm-hmm. So it was like, like, oh, remember like that was so fun. Like through COVID, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Like everyone's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was, there was very little harvest and there was also like, not much mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oftentimes when I think we're bearing the most fruit, we're actually dealing with the most upheaval as well. Yeah. Um, so since, since COVID we're spending a lot more time with students and because we're spending <laughs> a lot more time with students, we're seeing a lot more problems. Like people are messy. Yeah, they people are. are messy. Um, but to, to, to make tracks, like to, to yeah. gain ground with that, you actually have to wade into that. So mm-hmm. no mess, no harvest or no harvest, no mess. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. <laughs> no, you, I saw that phase and what you said makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it does make sense. <laughs> um, the other thing that we kind of noticed uh, is that the poor are talked about a lot in this. Yeah. Um, a lot about just, hey, and I think you mentioned this, that money can sometimes change the way we think about people. Um, Allison, did you have any anything else you wanted to say on that? Well, I think the one that it talked about how like um, – the poor are despised even by their neighbors. And this is while the rich have many quote friends, unquote. Right. It's not like fake friends, like not real friends. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. So it's like sometimes I think people might like us because of what we have mm. externally, but really there's no depth in that. And that's not wise. Yeah. It's like when I was in high school and I was the first person to have my license and all of a sudden I had 35 friends every day. Right. <laughs> and then once everyone gets their license, they're yeah. like, see you, dude. <laughs> Who are you again? And why exactly. do you need me to drive you somewhere? Right. <laughs> but I do think that that's kind of interesting. There's a couple different verses in this in this chapter that talk about um, what motivates you. Um, so does your money motivate you? Um, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's one that says, we make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. And I think like, oh, sometimes what what's motivating me to do something isn't what is what's God's best for me at the time. Mm-hmm. It's what I want to do, but mm-hmm. that's not the plan he has for me. Yeah. Um, one verse that stuck out to me was in, hold on a second, I got to find it, 16, maybe? Mm-hmm. 16, um, 7. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Um, and I can't think of uh, 
who, what book it is, where it is in the New Testament, who wrote it or anything. But um, like the verse about people not being able to find fault with you mm-hmm. um, when you're like living a godly life. So like being above reproach. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, or I think it's Paul that talks about like, no one can condemn you for these things. Like all those things that he lists in those verses. It's like, Hey, this is what a golly life looks like. Like right. no one can condemn you for those things. Um, and I just think about that. Even, even if we have enemies, if our lives are actually pleasing to the Lord, there is nothing that we do for Christ. Like the fruit of our lives of Christ right. actually, there's nothing that would offend anybody. I'm not saying the gospel is not offensive. I'm saying like, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those things are not right offensive. <laughs> yeah, it's like how can someone have fault with that if that's right. if that's how you're living? Right. Yeah, and yeah. that's really good. Also, um, if death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord, how much does He know the human heart? It's <laughs> like, oh man, <laughs> no secrets from God. <laughs> oh, the last little piece stuck out to me: better uh, to be patient than powerful. I- I love oh, that. That's pretty good. Better, better to have be... self-control than to conquer the city. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's like, it's, I mean, it's actually, especially now, like, as we're just, like, so exposed to other people's lives, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, uh, like, if I was only that much further ahead, it's like, nah, maybe it's better to be patient than powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's actually better to lay back than have influence. Yeah, like, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday when we talk about our words, like, when we can hold our words back and be patient before we speak them. Like sometimes we're thinking, yeah. no, I just got to get it out. I'm going to take, make my stand right. and be this powerful voice. And you realize like, actually, no, you hold back a bit. Be I was patient. just, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just listening to this interview with Francis Chan and he was talking about uh, pastors in the U S versus pastors in China. He just got back from like this trip to China and he spent a lot of time with Chinese pastors. And he was saying that one of the, one of the critiques that they had of the U S church is these Chinese pastors, they were saying, hey, like, we're a little bit confused because it seems like the method of ministry in the States is become more and more and more and more influential. And once you have all the influence you could possibly gather, then you'll disciple people. Mm-hmm. He's like, actually, like the, the the most influential pastors in China are the ones that nobody can even find. Right. Because it's like you, mm-hmm. you can't have a high profile ministry in China. And because you, you'll get arrested or be persecuted or whatever. And so a lot of the pastors who are wildly influential are literally hidden. And like people are, people's lives are being changed like wholesale by these guys wow. that you don't even know their names. You don't know where their churches are. You don't know what their lives are like. Yeah. And it's like literally the opposite here. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And there I think, is. I think some of that is that it's better to be patient than powerful. Like I think it would be easy for us to assume, and probably sometimes we do, like, probably those pastors in China, man, if they only had a little bit more power, they could really make a difference. Mm. And the fact that they're actually like patiently discipling people, like and the, in and private, the church is growing and the church thing. is yeah. growing like crazy because they're, they're like, it, it's, it's like John the Baptist, like John the Baptist sees Jesus coming. And he's like, I have to become less so that he can become more. Yeah. It's almost like you have the wrong measuring stick. Yeah. Like your measuring stick isn't like what's your views and clicks and, and visibility on a stage, it's about actually how many lives have been changed. Man. Yeah. Like they use a different measuring stick than we do here in the States, I think. Yeah. And we could really learn something from and that. And probably the right one. Yeah. We could, yeah, so we could learn something from that. Because yeah, you think about the lives that are really changed, like really, really changed. And the, the sacrifice that people in China make in order to serve the Lord. Yeah. And we don't have to make that sacrifice. And so many other countries where like they oh, yeah. actually can't, they can't have nope. a, 
a social media presence for their pastor, like in Iran. Right. (laughs) That's just not the case. And actually how refreshing to know that God's actually not halted because of that. It's like, Oh, like you could delete your Instagram and actually God would still be moving. Yeah. And think about the time they have. Yeah. I mean, the the time time that they have to invest in people, Mm -hmm. in people like that's amazing. Yeah. And in fact, maybe it's propelled. Like maybe the gospel is propelled by that. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, That's really As we become less and he becomes more. (laughs) Yeah. It's better to be patient than powerful. That's good. That's good. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you are getting something out of this. We hope that you are actually being drawn closer to Jesus uh, by hearing his word on a regular basis. Uh, We are loving this journey. I hope you're loving it too. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Proverbs 14, beginning in verse one. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise him. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him, but the words of the wise keep them safe. Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. An honest witness does not lie. A false witness breathes lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it, but knowledge comes easily to those with understanding. Stay away from fools, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. The prudent understand where they're going, but fools deceive themselves. Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can fully share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Backsliders get what they deserve. Good people receive their reward. Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Short-tempered people do foolish things and schemers are hated. Simpletons are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow before good people. The wicked will bow at the gates of the godly. The poor are despised even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. If you plan to do evil, you will be lost. If you plan to do good, you will receive unfailing love and faithfulness. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to property. Wealth is a crown for the wise. The effort of fools yields only foolishness. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. A growing population is a king's glory. A prince without subjects has nothing. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping helping the poor honors him. The wicked are crushed by disaster, but the godly have a refuge when they die. Wisdom is enshrined in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found among fools. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. 
The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue godliness. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. Whoever hates correction will die. Even death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord. How much more does he know the human heart? Mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. A glad heart makes a happy face, but a broken heart crushes the spirit. A wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool feeds on trash. For the despondent, every day brings trouble. For the happy heart, life is a continual feast. Better to have little with fear for the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the way the path of the upright is an open highway. Sensible children bring joy to their father. Foolish children despise their mother. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. The path of life leads upward for the wise. They leave the grave behind. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but he protects the property of widows. The Lord detests evil plans, but he delights in pure words. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge unfairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standards for fairness. A king detests wrongdoing, for his rule is built on justice. The king is pleased with the words from righteous lips. He loves those who speak honestly. The anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver. The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows that path is safe. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. The wise are known for their understanding and pleasant words are persuasive. Discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it, but discipline is wasted on fools. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. It is good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Violent people mislead their companions, leading them down a harmful path. With narrowed eyes, people plot evil. With a smirk, they plan their mischief. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. 
Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.